0: This is the No More Wasted Days podcast, and we're your hosts, Sarah Kaufman Bradstreet. And Heather P.G. Grab
1: your favorite in a drink and listen as we share vulnerable stories so you never feel alone on your alcohol-free journey.
0: And gain insights from us as we break down our most used tips and strategies that have kept us alcohol-free. It's time to break free from wasting any more of your days to the drinking blackout
1: hangover cycle.
0: Welcome to the No More Ways Today's podcast. We are your hosts, Sarah and Heather. And we are super excited about today's topic because I think this is something that people can never get enough information on, but this is managing your stress without alcohol. And we were both just going over the, what's stressing you out right now? And we both have plenty on our plate. So we're excited to share these tips with you because I did share with Heather that I looked at the list and I thought, well, I am doing these things. So I'm taking care of myself. It's the best we can do sometimes when we're having stressful situations in our life. Yep. I was going to let Heather take it away and dive into what is stress? Why does it happen? What forms does it come in? Yeah.
1: So stress is the body's natural response to any demand or challenge. It's not always a bad thing. It can actually be motivating. But when it comes to chronic or overwhelming stress, it can take a toll on our physical and mental well, be. And it comes in all forms acute stress, like a hard deadline, episodic acute stress, which is frequent acute stressors, and then chronic stress, long term stressors, like an ongoing work stress or relationship issue.
0: I like that you said that stress can actually be motivating at times because I actually mm-hmm. told my kids that not too long ago because they were just saying, Oh, I'm just really stressed out. And I was like, Well, you know what? Not all stress is bad. Sometimes we need it to kind of give us a little kick in the pants. So I'm glad I wasn't totally yeah. off on my parenting advice. <laughs>
1: no, no, definitely not. And when we're in stressful encounters, our bodies release hormones like cortisol, adrenaline. You know, you've heard of fight or mm-hmm. flight. Serves a purpose. Yeah.
0: And one thing I know I talked about this, and I gosh, it must, I think it was our very first episode all about feeling your feelings, but I talked about completing the stress cycle right at the end. But it is such an important thing to think about because when you are in that fight or flight response, back in the caveman times when you were running from a lion, if you finally got away, then you completed the stress cycle because your body went, Oh, okay, all this adrenaline surge went up and now I can relax and I'm okay but a lot of times we can't complete that stress cycle. So doing things like working out to get that adrenaline push and let it really push through your body can help out a lot. So if you're curious about that, go back and listen to that first episode. And it is towards the end of the episode, but you can learn more about that stress cycle. So I think now that we've got a little bit of knowledge on what stress is, we're going to dive into those tips on things that can help us as we're dealing with stress. And it's just something that happens. When you quit drinking, a lot of your stress goes away. It really, really does. Did you find that, Heather?
1: Oh, yeah. Kind of a different type of stress replaced boost, but definitely decreased. Yeah. For sure. And
0: it's funny because I drank in a form to relieve stress. I drank to ease my everyday life is what I was always thinking. Like, oh, This helps me relax. This helps me mellow out after a long day. But then it brought more stress the next day, kind of like, oh, my gosh, now I have a hangover. Oh, my gosh, now I feel guilty. Now I've got this other thing looming over me. And I'm wondering if I have a drinking problem. And there was just all this ongoing noise in the back of my head. So when I was able to get past Mm -hmm. that, that was really freeing. That was really relieving. And it turned out that doing things like allowing the stress to pass through my body actually made it so I was managing the stress so much easier. But let's dive into the tips. The first one I have for you is, we just talked about this on our last episode, but sticking to your daily routines. So if you're kind of like, what are daily routines? Then go back to that last episode and learn a little bit about decision fatigue. Every single day, we can only make so many decisions. And at some point, we are done. We just can't make any more decisions. We're just, we're tapped out. But if you know what's coming in your day, your body doesn't stress out as much. If you can have certain things that happen at the same time every single day, then your body goes, "Okay, I don't need to stress out about the morning. I don't need to stress out about my chores. I don't need to stress out about this because I know when it's going to happen. So I know Heather and I have talked about routines so many times, but they're so important. Heather, are you trying to stick to some of your routines? Why you've been saying you've been stressed out?
1: I'm trying. trying. I'm trying really hard. I mean, I'm doing pretty good, considering. Yeah. So I'm going to call that And you win. know what
0: I did this morning? I actually looked at my, we have a habit tracker that we use in the Daymakers community. And I looked and I said, okay, if I can get the first five every day, Throughout, we're actually in the Christmas season. Like, shocker, you guys, we pre record these. So we have a little stockpile so we don't get behind on these episodes. But I looked at it and I said, okay, this is the week of Christmas. If I can just stick to these five habits, if I can remain alcohol free, meditate, practice my gratitudes, do my affirmations, and work out, then I'll call it good. I'll call it a win. The other habits on the list, I can let go. But I told myself, I have to keep this morning routine going, even if it's a mini version. So that's something I want you guys to know, too. Don't feel like you have to do all these things and do them perfectly because that will actually cause more stress. Go, what can I do? What can I do right now? And maybe it is just, okay. all this week, I'm going to wake up 15 minutes earlier than the rest of my family and just chill out that's what I'm going to give myself in the morning. Don't, don't overstress yourself trying to create those routines. I don't want to go into too much detail on routine stuff just because we just talked about it. So I think I'm going to move on to the next one, unless Heather would like to add a little bit to that.
1: No, no, I think we should move on to the next one, which is nutrition which I always love to hear you talk about Sarah.
0: Nutrition is a difficult one I feel like for me at least maybe it is for everybody but I always tell people I'm not a nutritionist but when you're eating healthy and fueling your body with real food you're gonna feel better and I hate to be the bearer of bad news the junk food isn't helping and I say that to myself in a very loving way because last night I definitely had cookies and ate the ice cream and did the things. And then I thought, you know, it's all right. It's every once in a while. It's not a big deal, but I know it doesn't serve me. So what do you need to do in the ways of nutrition? I'm never going to tell you, you have to eat this way and you have to stick in this calorie bracket. That is not what I'm here for. But I do know that if you're sticking to these basic, basic tips I'm going to give you, it will help. So think about first, are you getting enough water? Way back in the day when I was a health and fitness coach, we would tell people they needed to drink half their body weight in ounces of water. For me, I feel like that is a goal that I can never hit. And then I'm stuck in that cycle of, oh my gosh, I'm not hitting my water goal. I'm so angry at myself. So I actually just tell myself, hey, try to get 30 ounces of water each day. And if you go past that, that is a win. And I usually do. Like if I get those 30 ounces in, I'm good. Heather is a rock star at drinking her water. Do you have any tips on getting your water in? Because I struggle.
1: I do hit my water goal every day. I always drink it out of a cup that makes me happy. Okay. And I add some flavor like lemon to it cause, and some good crushed ice. Because this plain old water even gets tired. I mean, I even get tired yeah. of it. Yeah. so. Those are my little tips. And
0: do you do anything where you're like, by this time in the day, I should have drank this much water? Or has it just become such a habit that you don't have to worry about that?
1: It's such a habit. I usually switch to water by noon.
0: Okay. I like that idea. like, coffee. Yeah. I love that tip because that's something where I could kind of go, okay, this is my trigger. It's lunchtime. And I will say, since I have been more focused on drinking my water... I do notice I feel better overall. And one thing I've been doing is every morning when I wake up, I drink eight ounces of water before I get my beloved (laughs) pre-workout. So I kind of go, okay, you got to drink water first, then you get your other stuff. And then at lunchtime, I chug a bottle of water. which I'm just like, okay, this is my time. I got to chug it. It's either 24 ounces or 30 ounces or the two bottles I use. And I just get that base in. Usually once I do that, then I'm going. And I'm going past it and I'm all good. I will say if I miss that lunchtime water, I'm just, I don't know what the deal is. But definitely try to stick to enough water. It helps staying hydrated. You feel better. A lot of times when you're stressed, you drink water and you go, oh my gosh, all my problems are solved. (laughs) It's not always that simple, but sometimes it really is. So the next things to think about is what food are you putting into your body? You want to think about sticking to fruits and veggies for snacks. My family gets really mad at me because my kids will say, Mom, what snacks do we have? And I always go, we have apples and oranges and bananas. (laughs) They get so tired of it. But that's what we have for snacks at our house. I try to not keep very many snacky items like chips and crackers around because I will eat them. But if a rule of thumb is to just go through the grocery store and shop the perimeters first, fill your grocery cart with as many things around the outside and then go to those aisles for just a few things. And that idea really helps me when I'm in the grocery store and helps me come home with items that are real food. And then you want to think about how much protein you're getting into your body. This morning, we actually had donuts, but to go along with it, we had scrambled eggs because I was like, I cannot just have a donut. I'll get on the recording. I'll feel like crap. I won't feel good. So I had my donut, which was great. And then I had two scrambled eggs. And then I drank some water, too. So doing those little things just made it so now I'm showing up and I'm not jittery. I'm not feeling lethargic. I'm feeling good. The next place you can think about is your healthy fats. Thinking about eating avocado. I don't like avocado. I feel like I might be the only person. Heather, do you like avocado?
1: I mean, I like it. Guacamole. That's chips, how I am. I think that defeats the exactly. purpose. Exactly.
0: That's the only way I like <laughs> it. My family loves it. They'll does eat avocados. I think they're totally weird. But the next one I love, nut butters. I can't get enough. I love peanut butter Um, and nuts. So don't overthink the healthy fat thing. I think we're always looking for like the new secret food. And then the last area is check your carbs. What carbs are you eating? Are they healthier carbs or are they processed carbs? Chips are delicious. I totally get it. Cheetos are my thing that I grab when I'm stressing out. Me and Heather had a conversation last week after we got done recording, like, I can't get enough of Cheetos, and it's like they're my drug of choice right now. I sneak them. I throw them away in trash cans where my family won't see them. Like It's just like this thing. They leave me feeling like shit. Like I don't feel good when I eat Cheetos, but I just love them. So instead, I try to stick to potatoes, just real old-fashioned potatoes, sweet potatoes and then quinoa and brown rice. And if you heard some beeping in the background, my husband's working on our little HVAC system while I'm doing this recording. So I apologize if you heard that. So just think about those things. I know I'm not trying to say like, hey, totally go on a diet, do these things. I'm just saying, look at your nutrition. How's it going? Where can you fix things? Where can you do things that'll make you just feel better?
1: I was going to suggest cauliflower rice is actually really good. Oh, it
0: is. And it's weird because you think cauliflower, you can't even tell when you have cauliflower rice. Sometimes I mix it with real rice just to kind of go, I'm getting less of the carbs and more of the veggies, especially when I know I'm just low on my vegetable intake. I am a person who actually loves vegetables, so it's not hard for me to get them in. But if if you're not a person that loves them, you can get like the green powdery juices. Most of them taste pretty good. And just chug those and get a little power shot of greens into your body. Um, the next thing to think about is, are you getting enough sleep? Heather, are you getting enough sleep?
1: Oh. <laughs> after last episode, <laughs> me talking about my spouse snoring and carrying on, it's still in the covers. Better. Better. Yeah. Better sleep. Yeah. I'm really working on the sleep hygiene and y'all, it is so key. And if you're new to your alcohol-free journey, like we say, it may not be great, but it will get better. But this one is super key.
0: Yeah. And Heather mentioned sleep hygiene. And I think that that is key. We have a member in our community and she did inpatient rehab. And one of the things they talked about was sleep hygiene and creating a routine every single night around sleep, which we talked about our routines and we need to keep those going. But just going through a little sleep hygiene list, you need to think about resetting your body clock and making it so you wake and sleep at the same time each day. That is really hard for me on the weekends, but I really do try to stick to it and it helps me so much. It helps me with the whole idea of the Sunday scaries. I don't get those that often anymore, but every now and then on Sunday night, I just can't sleep if I have thrown my body clock off. But if I'm really sticking to it, then I'm good. If I'm trying to wake up around the same time I do on the weekdays, then on Sunday night, I'm still tired and I go to bed and I wake up feeling good on Mondays. Also, want to engage in relaxing activities before bedtime. Heather has talked about her evening routine a lot, and that's the signal to the body like, hey, it's time to chill out, it's time to relax. So be thinking about those things. And one of the ways to make sure you're getting in those relaxing activities is to avoid stimulants. So things like caffeine, don't drink those before bedtime. I had one night where I was driving home really late and I decided it would be such a great idea to chug a Red Bull and have chug a Red Bull, have like a lappy-tappy strip and eat Starburst. It was like I had to do a three-hour drive. It was really late drive. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got home and my body was just buzzing. I was like, okay, this is a reason I have this rule in place in my real life. So normally in my life, I cut out caffeine after noon. If it's noon, there's no more caffeine going into my body because it interrupts my sleep. But the other stimulant that so many of us don't think about are electronic devices, not being on your phone before you go to bed, which is so hard. And it's where we get a lot of our entertainment. And for a lot of us, we can feel like it's calming, but that blue light can be really disturbing to our sleep. So you could even try blue-blocking glasses that people wear. I have no idea if those work because I am a glasses wearer, so I I refuse to wear other glasses to do another job. But if that would help you, try out those blue-blocking glasses and then think about your sleep environment. How's the temperature? Make sure it's a comfortable temperature. Make sure it's dark enough. Invest in a good mattress. If you just quit drinking, save up the money for a really awesome mattress that could be a game changer for you. And then just think about are you exercising through the day and what are you eating throughout the day? All of those things will help your sleep. But one thing I urge you to do is to really take the time to write down your perfect bedtime routine, write it out and try it out for two weeks. Give it two weeks and see if it really helps. So how do you do on your sleep hygiene from day to day, Heather?
1: I mean, I think I do pretty good. Like I've been going to bed earlier, like 9, 9.30. And as I said on the last episode, listening to those hypnosis or the sleepy time mm-hmm. podcast is what I did last night. So it has gotten better. I'm starting to wind down by 8.00.
0: 8.30. It's kind of where you start your routine to tell your body it's time to, that's kind of what I shoot to do. Like by 8.30, we're usually chilling out as a family watching TV. And then I usually fall asleep on the couch. It's like my yeah. body starts, it's pre, pre-sleep. pre And then I have to go do my nighttime routine and get myself to bed.
1: It's so important. It
0: really is. If you're feeling stressed, like check your sleep and just kind of go, what can I do to help it? Yeah. Just go to
1: bed. <laughs> go to bed. Especially if you're early on in your alcohol free time. Right? Just go yeah. To bed. We
0: tell people all the time when they're like, oh, I have a craving. Okay. Is there anything else you need to do tonight? And if they're like, no, then go to bed. Go lay down in bed, make yourself a cup of tea. Just there's no reason to still be awake. And I think, right. I think that's number one advice. I know there's so many other great tips, but definitely just go to bed. Um, The last thing I was going to talk about is making a to-do list. And we talked about this not too long long ago in the Daymakers community. And we were talking about how a to-do list can sometimes stress you out even more. But for Mm -hmm. me, I keep everything in my brain and I really try to go, oh, it's just fine. It's all there. I'll get it done. But I keep forgetting things. So eventually I have to just go write out a list. So one thing to do is to do something called a brain dump. I think most people have heard this, but if you've never heard it, a brain dump is just writing down everything that's in your mind, even if it's something that's like three weeks away, but it keeps coming up in your brain, write it in the brain dump list and it's going to get really full. It's going to be kind of messy and you're going to go, oh my God, I feel super chaotic. But then you're just going to pick three things to do from that brain dump list each day. So that's it. You're making this giant list and you're kind of like, okay, this is my go-to. Then you're going to pick those three things. And you may be thinking, how the hell do I pick those three things if I've just made this really unorganized list that's complete chaos? So you're going to organize that list. I always just think to either compartmentalize my day into different areas. So I think self-care, family, work. Those are my three areas. So if I'm looking at the brain dump, I kind of go, okay, what are self-care things? That usually happens in the morning for me. What are family things? That happens kind of in the evening, late afternoon for me. And what are work things? That happens in the middle of the day for me. And then I can go, okay, where can I pick things that I need to do on this list? And start figuring out when you can make the things on your now organized list happen.
1: Do you do brain dumps, Heather? Yes. You know, I have a significant case of ADHD, so they're so helpful to brain dump. And the one-on-one clients I work with, we'll do this together and they'll kind of brain dump. I'll take notes and then I email the
0: list with a plan. Ooh, I love that. So you take the the work out of it for them and just go, these are the things you need to start doing first.
1: Yeah, because we come up with these things and they'll be like, oh, I didn't think about this. And I'm like, well, you could do this. And then I email it. So. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that. And if you guys want to work with Heather one-on-one, we always put her coaching link in the show notes. So if you're like, I need somebody to help me organize my organize the chaos that's happening, that's a great service. So be sure to check that out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Come tell me your chaos. Yeah.
0: She'll take it on we'll, for you. We'll <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's a huge help to so many people And a lot of times we don't have somebody who is maybe on the same path as us, the same alcohol-free path or has those same goals in mind. So it can be a great service. The last thing on the to-do list that I was going to talk about is when it comes to accomplishing a task and you just can't seem to get it started. Do you have that happen? Like you're looking at your to-do list and you know you need to do the things, but you just can't have lift up. Oh my gosh.
1: I did that this morning. I walked in my living room and I was like, why the hell am I in here? And I literally turned my head from side to side and just walked out. Yeah. I was like, I don't know why I'm here or what I came in here to do.
0: Sometimes I'm I totally leaving. backtrack and then I go back in the room. And if I don't get it the second time, then I'm like, I don't know, my son's important. Because <laughs> I'll be like, I know I'm here for a reason. For me, I have this, I guess it's a little bit of a paralysis to start tasks that I really don't want to do. There are parts of my job that I love so much. I love creating the podcast. I love editing the podcast. I love creating reels and TikToks. And I love writing emails that are creative. I love that part of my job. But there's parts of my job that are super boring, like plugging in things so they go out at the correct time into my email service. Those things are copy and paste things, and they are hard for me to go get done. So when I need to do those, and there's just times where you just got to get it. You got to go get that work done that you don't want to do. I set a timer. I did it yesterday. I was like, I gotta get the website all all changed over for wording. I gotta make it say the right things. I just finally said, okay, set a timer because I kept going, oh, or I could go make some TikToks. And I was like, that's not what you need to do right now. You really need to do this one thing. It's the one thing you gotta get done today. So I set a timer and told myself I can do this for thirty minutes. Then I can go make TikToks if I haven't totally gotten fully invested. And by the time I was going. I didn't, I was like, fine, I got the task totally done before I moved on to the next thing. So if you're a person who really is like, I'm overwhelmed, I can't start. I do it with housework because I don't like to start housework tasks. Once I'm in it, I'm good. Once I'm listening to a podcast and doing my organization tasks that I need to do, I'm fine. And there is a thing called the Pomodoro technique where you work really hard for 20 minutes, then you give yourself a five minute break. Then you go again for 20 minutes, give yourself a five minute break. This is huge. And sometimes you get really into it and you want to keep going and that's totally fine. But do give yourself those breaks. Another thing I do when I don't want to do the things is I tell a friend what I'm going to accomplish. I will tell my husband, I'll say, hey, I've got these three things I need to do tonight at dinner time. Ask me if I did it. And he does. He totally goes, hey, what'd you get done? Did you do those things? Or I can message Heather and I can say, I'm going to have this done by this day. And then it just has become this thing where I go, I got to do it. I told somebody else I was going to do it now. and
1: Yeah, but, this helps a lot. Me and uh, one of my closest friends that I met in our group, we oddly enough have the same alcohol free date. We did this a lot. I mean, it could be sometimes she'll text me it says food.
0: Yeah, I've gotten one of those from her.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I go, or have it you be eaten? Anything. Like I'll
0: message her like 10 mm-hmm. minutes later and go, did you eat?
1: Yeah, it can be really helpful for accountability yeah. and, you know, just getting that stress out of your mind to a friend. And the accountability piece is huge. Yeah. And I like your next tips there about posting it to social media. Yeah. I need to. Try this it is now.
0: something I do every now and then when I have a huge to do list and I'm just like, okay, people love to see you get things done. People love to see a room go from dirty to clean. So sometimes I'll take a picture of a dirty room with the whole goal that I'm going to take a picture of the clean room. And then I post it on my TikTok, my TikTok stories, my Instagram stories, and I'll put a before and an after for people. And they love it. Like I always, whenever I do that, people are like, oh my gosh, I love it when you do that. It feels so good. And I didn't have to do the work. It's all for me. And sometimes I take the picture and I take the after picture and I never even post it. It's just kind of like this. Oh, I'm going to put this on my social media and I don't even do it. But another thing I do is I will take a picture of my to-do list. I'll take it in the morning and I'll say, these are the things I need to get done today. And then at the end of the day, the whole goal is that I'm showing people I did it. So if you are a social media person, I mean, even if you're just like, it's with my friends, take a picture of your to-do list, say, I'm going to get all this done today and then show people the end result. It makes other people feel great and it makes you feel great because you actually do the things. So, yeah.
1: I want to try that part. Maybe me and my spouse can do that. And I did the posting it to my Instagram stories when we moved, when I was cleaning up the whole yeah. house. So yeah, this is definitely a good and one. And sometimes
0: I'm really embarrassed about my mess or my clutter, but I'm like, you know what? Everybody has it. So if I take a picture and then show, hey, but I did it, I think it helps a lot of people go, oh, maybe I need to do that. Like, Okay, go yeah. get it done. and It's relatable. Yeah, and then one less thing on your stressful list is taken care of and is gone and that weight off your shoulders is done.
1: Yeah, so just to kind of recap in conclusion, if you will. So stress will always happen. Yeah. It's always going to be there. Booze will never help it. No. gosh, it no. It's easier to stay alcohol-free when you're minimizing your stress.
0: And that's definitely why we share all of these things. I think sometimes people are like, why are we talking about managing stress? A lot of us forgot how to manage stress when we were drinking. Yeah, because we- It's the number one recall, of really. Yeah, too. and when you know that, you're like, okay, well, I have to get a handle on it. And one thing we talk about too is a lot of people will do like a 30-day alcohol-free challenge and they don't quit. They don't drink for 30 days. They're feeling great. And then they go back to drinking because they didn't start doing some of these tools and it's okay if you guys want to go back to drinking after a 30-day challenge and that's what it was for you that's great but this is more for the people who were they were doing the 30-day alcohol free challenge and then they thought okay i'm better now but they didn't do all the little pieces the little pieces of work learning how to manage your stress learning how to handle your big emotions these are the things you have to start figuring out and then you're not relying on a substance. And then one other thing that you need yeah. to just kind of start tracking is how does stress feel in your body? When you are stressed, what starts happening to you? Because I have moments where I just kind of go like, I feel like I'm in a constant state of stress. I don't even know what it feels like because it has become my norm. But just start thinking, is it a headache? Is it muscle tension? Is it fatigue or are you just overly tired or digestive issues? Start keeping track of those things because I think that can be a huge indicator and it's kind of the same with relapse. When you start noticing the really little things first, then you're more in control and you start saying, okay, I can feel this coming. I've got the tools that I can use to help myself. Definitely. How do you feel your stress in your body? Because I am having a hard time thinking of like, where do I really feel it? But now I've got one, so I'd love to hear yours.
1: Yeah, I can definitely tell in my neck and like headaches Mm -hmm. and I carry the tension in my shoulders and upper back, upset stomach. Yeah,
0: and I think when you know it's a huge indicator, I actually get a knot right behind my right shoulder and I can feel it and I'll massage it, and that's when I know like, whoa, I'm super stressed. It was my whole first year of teaching, that spot on my back hurt. So when it happens now, I go, oh, I'm really stressed. What can I do to help this? And you know, obviously massaging the spot, trying to break up the tissue, but really it's all like, okay, you're really stressed about stuff. Time to really check in and start doing some of the stuff. Very last, I know we talk about meditation, A lot. (laughs) I gotta say, if you haven't tried meditation and you keep listening to this and you keep rolling your eyes every single time we say it, but you're super stressed or things aren't working out in your alcohol-free journey the way you want them to, but you're not trying this one thing, give it a whirl. It is not going to hurt you. Like it has the possibility of changing things majorly for you in a positive way. But at any moment, you can do this exercise. And I was actually going to have Heather walk us through it.
1: Yeah. So you can really just take some breaths through the nose, hold for four, out the mouth for four, and just say your affirmations, even like Mm-mm. I'm peaceful. I am calm. I am okay in this moment. Yeah. Put your hand over your heart and over your tummy Remind yourself that your mind, Is like a city and your heart is like a countryside. And then just keep breathing the four in, four out. Yeah. It's that simple.
0: It is that simple. So I think sometimes when people go, meditation, it's a huge thing. No, it's starting tools like that within yourself. And you can use an app each day and do a 10 minute meditation, or you can just start saying, I'm going to start doing that four second, breathe in, four seconds, breathe out learning how to calm myself with my breath. And then one last thing you can do is a sensory check in. I have started doing this in different ways. And it helps so much when you're going to do a sensory check, you're going to think to yourself, what can I feel? What can I hear? What can I see? What can I smell? And What can I taste? Go through those things. And a lot of times if you're in a high stress situation, and you go through that, it's going to bring you into the present moment because a lot of times you're future tripping when you're stressed out and it's just going to help you ground. So do the breathing, do that sensory check, and you're going to be all set up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Try it, y'all. It it really helps. It does. Thank you for listening today and make sure if you haven't yet, go give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcast.
0: Yeah. We appreciate it so much. And if you are feeling like you're feeling stressed all the time, You're not finding people to talk to, people to work it out with. Check out our Daymakers community. It's a great place to start. The link to join is in the show notes. So be sure to check that out too. And we will see you on the next one.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Have a good week.